This is Kyle McCord, and you're listening to Austin, Felix, and Matt on the W Debate. Welcome to the W Debate. All right, boys, are we ready to debate? Austin, you tweeted something, or you tweeted your running back right now. Explain yourself. Boy, that escalated quickly. I mean, that really got out of hand. <laughs> you jumped up and... That's Austin Nate. Who is going to be that guy? And for me, Bijan Robinson is still going to be that guy. Back to the ground with Robinson who spins and then tries to bounce it. A stiff arm, another one as he rides it, keeps his balance. They're going to say he stepped out, but I'm... I'm Felix Sharp. I know you didn't think that we would get through this episode without mentioning the name one Zach F. Wilson. For screener draw. Oh, Wilson is going to uncork for the end zone. And he drops it in beautifully. And it is his roommate, Dax Milne, on the touchdown. That's Matt Brody. G. Scott Jr. Obviously, I waxed poetic back him on the last episode, so I won't do that again here. And this time it's Fields on the carry. Watch out! Justin Fields! Hello to Lombard's 51 yards! Brunin, are you ready to go head-to-head with me? I am. Gotta get my popcorn out here. Hold on. Gotta continue. I got it. Kyle McCord is going to end up winning the job. He's going to be rated higher. I'm... Well, I'm not nearly as passionate about what I'm about to talk about. <laughs> Our apologies for her treatment and of time will get rescheduled soon. And for Matt Bruning and Austin A, I'm Felix Sharp. Good night and good luck. All right, we've got a Debbie debate um, extra today. I've got two really, I mean, the brain power in this, in this stream yard room is ridiculous right now. Chris Moxley, Chris Moxley19 on Twitter, Jarek Backus, uh, the man behind the uh, analytics tool at campusdecanton.com. Chris Moxley recently joining campusdecanton.com as a contributor. And guys, we got to talk about Jalen Waddle. Um, if you are a film grinder, you know, a jock, you know, looking at the film, you got to love Jalen Waddle, but admittedly, his um, numbers, his analytical profile pairs in comparison to players who have had fantasy success uh, in the NFL. Despite his speed, despite his uh, ab- above the rim mentality, despite the ability to be used in a variety of different ways, and uh, despite all of that, um, his numbers, his analytical profile, is leave something to be desired. Um, Jarek, let me kick this to you first. Why is the analytics community lower on Waddle? If you could explain that to someone like me who who doesn't have a background or who may not have been exposed to uh, analytics. Yeah, so a lot of it comes down to breakout potential and breakout year. Um, he Waddle did not break out. And when I say breakout, it's um, I'm using a weighted dominator rating, which sounds scary, um, but it's just the reception yard market share and the reception TD market share um, 
where the where the yardage is weighted at 80% and the TDs are weighted at 20%. So it puts more more emphasis on the on the yardage, which is more predictable at the next level. Um, so let me stop you right there. So he has to cross a certain threshold to have a quote unquote breakout age. Younger breakout age is better, correct? Correct. And the, he has to, he has yep. to uh, achieve a certain percentage of uh, a, to- a team's total receiving yardage and a total percentage of a team's total touchdowns or what have you, and they're yep. weighted together. All right. Yep. Mm. And what we're mm. looking for ideally is a thirty percent weighted dominator breakout. That is what the best of the best usually hit in their freshman or sophomore year, um, year one or two. So that's what we're looking for. And Waddle, the best he got was in his freshman year um, at almost 17% of his team's weighted total weighted dominator. Um, so leave something to be desired from from his his breakout age, breakout year. Well, Jarek, what's the correlation between breakout age or breakout year and fantasy potential fantasy success? Are you looking for a real number? Because, I mean, okay, we'll say we want to see 30%, but ideally 30%, but we also want to see at least 20%. Like 20% is the minimum you want to see from a player's Mm -hmm. freshman or sophomore year. And he he just didn't hit that. Um, so from the bucket, well, I'll say it like this. The bucket of players that hit a 30% dominator in their freshman or sophomore year um, is a lot smaller than the bucket of players who don't. Um, and the players who who do hit that in their fresh first one year one or two hit out at hit at a much higher rate than than the other bucket. So it may, in the end, the numbers, the total numbers of players who hit may be somewhat similar, but your hit rate for the players who do hit in year one or two is is a lot higher. So we're looking for 30% as far as weighted dominator, which is a combination of total receiving yards and uh, t- total touchdowns. Is that right? Touchdown market share. Touchdown market share, okay, and and my, our man Waddle has never hit that thirty percent. Has he ever hit twenty? Did I hear? Did I? Seventeen yep. has been his highest. Seventeen has so, been his highest. That was his freshman year. So, so suffice it to say, if Jalen Waddle becomes, you know, a top twenty wide receiver, he will be an outlier analytically. Is that right? If you're using season long stats i will i'll make that caveat um because season long stats are uh, are a little more stable a little more predictable than point per game stats or yeah um where where you take if if they miss games you only count the games they played in um season long stats are better translate to the nfl at least that's some of the latest research um yeah so, Jarek, if, if somebody goes to campus uh, to Canton.com, and you should, you should go to campus Canton.com, there is a, a player a tab called Player Metrics. Could you explain briefly what is on that tab and what is that magical line that we see on all of your charts, sir? Yes. So, that 
magical line on the chart is the um, trend line for the top 24 wide receivers um, who who hit top 24 in the NFL. So this is taking their college stats and um, following them through the NFL. And if they did well, their stats count in this trend line. Um, so this is the average of all the players that that hit top 24. And what and, and this isn't like you have to hit it multiple times. You just have to hit it once. And so that's why you like to see over that line, um, because generally some of the more outlier profiles will be dragging that line down a little bit. Um, so the best players will be above that line. Now, I know that if we go to campus2can.com, um, there are a lot of different metrics that we could choose to compare Jalen Waddle against whomever. Are there any places where Jalen Waddle, um, uh, his profile reaches above that line and therefore there's hope for his, pro- his, his analytical profile? There is some hope. His it is in the reception yards per team pass attempt department. This kind, this stat um, is literally what it sounds like. It's the reception yards, total reception yards divided by the team's pass attempts, um, and it's kind of a volume stat or metric and uh, efficiency metric, kind of wrapped up into one. And this is where Waddle actually broke out, if you will. He was above the top twenty-four trend line in his freshman year. Um, so there is, uh, a redeeming stat and, and, and seeing him cross that in his freshman year is actually on, you don't, a lot of players don't hit it in their freshman year. So it's, it's good to see that as his redeeming stat. Okay. So Chris, I want to, I want to come to you. I want to bring you in here because it hasn't been released yet, but you've written a pretty detailed profile on why we can, why there's hope for Jalen Waddle's uh, profile from an analytics perspective. And Jarek just hit a little bit um, on that. Chris, talk to us. The film grinders are freaking out here um, because all we see, I mean, we're, we're very like K the film grinders are very much cavemen like people. All we see is Jarek's magic production line and Jalen Waddle falling way below that line and never reaching that line. Chris, tell me why there's hope for it. Yeah, well, I think Jared kind of touched on it, right? So his yards per team pass attempt are like that. His freshman season is very impressive. Um, when you put it in the context of this 2021 receiving class, he's third um, in his freshman year production. He's only behind Rondell Moore and Rashad Bateman. Um, and Rondell Moore was obviously special in his freshman season, but he was slightly behind Bateman. And the rest of the list includes guys like Amon Ross St. Brown. Seth Williams, Elijah Moore, Jamar Chase. It's a good list to be on. Um, Those are productive players, players we expect to succeed in the NFL, have great analytical profiles. Waddle kind of stands out in that aspect. Um, I I, I really value this metric a lot because uh, Jarek spoke to it a little bit, right? It it talks about volume. It talks about, um, you know, your efficiency compared to, you know, what your team looks like. Um, And I, I, I think what I really like, about Waddle's production in this metric specifically is that it was so much more impressive than every other Alabama wide receiver. So his freshman year, he posted um, 1.96 yards per team pass attempt. The highest 
besides Waddle of the big four, I'll call them, uh, was Jerry Judy in his freshman year at 0.79. Waddle it was in a different class during his freshman year. He was second on the team in receiving yards. I understand he didn't hit that, um, what we're looking for from a 20% perspective, but his yards per team pass attempt really, um, like, I consider that a breakout in terms of, you know, yes, he didn't break out in the traditional way to dominate sense, but he hit a metric that is very important um, when we're trying to predict or at least attempt to predict wide receiver success. So I want to try to summarize what this means, you know, again, in caveman's terms. So yards per team pass attempt, it's how efficient or uh, everybody's not getting the same opportunity, but how efficient is that player when they are getting the opportunity? Is that what the metric is measuring? Yeah, it speaks to that and and a little bit of volume. Um, In, uh, I, I think in the context of this, metric specifically you want to see players hit uh, i think it's 1.6 in their freshman year um we're really looking for them to kind of cross that that number because it speaks to how efficient a player can be is 100 yards on 10 targets the same as 100 yards on five targets so like that's really what we're trying to capture with this metric so no breakout age but um has good benchmarks on yards or yards per team pass attempt will give us some hope. All right. Okay. Well, then the question is, is film grinder. I mean, film grinders are going to have Jalen Waddle wide receiver one, two, three, somewhere in there. Jarek, are you okay? I, this is the question I've been wanting to ask you. Like I literally, I mean, I really respect both of you guys' opinion and I want to know, <laughs> are you okay with that? Jarek, Jalen Waddle is going to go with the top seven, eight-ish pick in most rookie drafts. Is that okay by you? Top, uh, it's a little rich for my blood. Um, Right now I have Waddle just outside my top five, and that is because I think I can predict. They're not going to like you. They're not going to like you. Oh, I, I know. I've heard already on Twitter. A decent amount. Um, <laughs> but I will say he is above Devonta Smith in my rankings. One spot above because he had the reception yards per team pass attempt above the trend line in his freshman year. And that's something that uh, Smith didn't hit until his third year on the team. And I think that that difference is important. Um, the other players I have in front of Waddle, Elijah Moore, um, Diami Brown, uh, Rondell Moore, and you know, the, the Chase and Bateman, they have profiles that i I feel like I can project forward with more confidence than I have to, um, than I have to have with Waddle. I have to interpret his a little bit more. And that's why he's just a tear down from those other players for me. Jarek, how does draft capital impact your decision if, if, you know, we get to the NFL draft and Jalen Waddle is taken in the top 15, would you be more comfortable with ranking him, you know, where the consensus is in top three, top two, somewhere around there? Would, would, would top 15 draft capital make you feel more comfortable? I don't know if his tier would change for me. It might depending on how the other players ahead of him are drafted, like if Rondell Moore drops to the third round, I might, 
I, I would probably be dropping him down into the same tier and maybe potentially behind Waddle. That would be that would be a tough discussion. Um, but if but if the other players, Elijah Moore gets first round draft capital, Diami Brown gets second round draft capital, I I'm more than comfortable keeping my rankings where they are. Um, because as long as you get first or second round draft capital, the numbers don't really sway either way, as long as it's not a top five pick in the draft. Chris, Jarek's got some, he's going to make a whole lot of people mad. He's going to make a whole lot of people mad, Um, but his logic is sound. Chris, somebody, Jalen Waddle goes top seven, top eight. Is that okay with you? Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Um, Listen, Jared can get is going to get the people riled up, but I'm, I'm a man of the people. I'm I'm here for Jalen Waddle. I'm here for everybody that loves Jalen Waddle. I'm here to tell you that it's okay. I'm here to tell you that you can love his analytical profile, you can love his film, and it all lines up perfectly. I I think it's hard to look at Waddle and say, you know what, his production wasn't there. And that sucks. There is as much as I harp on people who who talk about Alabama's receiving room and how it's so great. It is unprecedented. It, there is so much talent there that it's still hard to break out. So looking at those efficiency metrics, saying, "Hey, you know, yards per team pass attempt, he's hitting in his freshman year, a very special freshman year where he outproduced the Heisman winner. Um, his second year, you know, he he's an all time return." return man. So that's going to get him on the field early, get him involved early. That's something we look for in analytical profiles as well. Can you be um, involved in ancillary metrics, right? So return game is important. Um, If he goes top six or seven in the NFL draft, I'm happy with it. I think he can be deployed all over the field while a guy like Elijah Moore is going to be end up in the slot. Um, His speed, his downfield success rate. uh, He led the sec in success rate this year versus coverage. I mean, he can do everything at all levels of the field. I am totally fine if someone takes him to the top seven or eight in the draft, and I'm totally fine taking him high in my rookie draft too. Jarek, Chris brings up a good point. I mean, Henry Ruggs, Jerry Judy, Devonta Smith, he's played with all of these. I mean, I think O.J. Howard. I mean, he's played with uh, Najee Harris. He didn't get a breakout age, but the Alabama team has been stacked. What's your response to that? The lack of a breakout age, despite him being in, in a, a historically good, um, historically good talent around him. So the talent has been good. I guess there's no denying that. Um, I, I would say we don't necessarily know if it lives up to the hype yet. That's the thing. Judy came into the league. We know from Judy's profile, he probably has, or he's who I see as the best profile out of all the players. And he showed it in his sophomore year when he just once, I believe Calvin Ridley left and he just took over the wide receiver room um, and dominated targets, Um, targets, reception, share, everything. And um, so, yeah, he, he, um, yeah, crap, where am I going with this? Um, <laughs> oh yeah. Um, so he'll, he's, 
we we're pretty sure he's good because when he came into the NFL, he he did pretty well. Even people want to rag on him for being inefficient, um, but he he earned targets and he came away with 800 something yards in his freshman year, which is pretty good. Ruggs is a different story. Um, he's trash. I think a lot of people will agree. Um, he never really did much. And um, at least, I mean, I can say with confidence that Waddle is better than Ruggs. Um, so, I, but we're kind of looking at a, a range of outcomes from Waddle here as, you know, we know he's better than Ruggs. Is he better than Judy? Um, because he he didn't outplay Judy in either his freshman or sophomore year. Um, so so do we think Judy might be his ceiling because he couldn't outplay him? That's kind of what I'm thinking. Chris, let me come back to you here. Um, Chris, are, are you okay with making uh... – an excuse for Waddle based on the talent he had around him. And if he, and, and if you are that, you're not objective. You're not a, applying analytics objectively, Chris, what's your response to that? I, I think I'm okay making. Um, so I, I, I'm not trying to dismiss it entirely because if Waddle was really like an amazing elite prospect, he would have captured the market share, right? Like he would have done it. He, he just would have. Um, so he's not like he's like an amazing elite, like all time prospect, like a, a CD Lamb, Jamar Chase. Like he's not on that level. And that's not really what I'm trying to argue. Um, but I do think, has there been a wide receiver room with as much talent as Alabama at a single time recently? Maybe LSU with Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson. But I mean, the depth of Alabama, they had three other first round picks, they had a second round tight end, a first round pass catching running back. Um, that's not normal for a college offense. They have players, they're five stars. They go there, they have talent. Um, it, so yes, we don't know if these players are good in the NFL and Henry Ruggs sucks. Like we're, we're all, I think we're all kind of in agreement there. Like yeah, yeah. he's trash. Um, but we, Jerry Judy's a good player, regardless of how he, what his ceiling is in the NFL. We know Jerry Judy's good. Devonta Smith just won the Heisman, regardless of how, what his ceiling is in the NFL. These are not players that you see the average player play again, play with and against in um, in the context of their offense. So yes, we cannot explain Jay Wall's production away because he would have dominated them if he was like super, super great. But it at least gives an argument that says, hey, you know, his freshman year, he came in, he beat out Ruggs handedly. He beat out Devonta Smith handedly. He beat out Irv Smith. He was the second producer on an offense with, a lot of talent for a college team, right? We don't know if they're good in the NFL, but we do know that they're a very talented college offense. So I'm willing to accept that aspect, that maybe they're not all-time great players, even if they're first-rounders, but I know that these players are good in the context of college. I know they're very talented. So I'm willing to I'm willing to accept, hey, you know, his freshman season, what he was able to do, outperform all of those other players, that's enough for me to say, hey, I think Waddle has it. Okay. Okay. All right. So, um, yeah, and I guess Derek, that, that might just ahead. be where we differ in our approaches. Um, to rank him that high, I have to make some assumptions in his senior year. Like, 
he played four games. He's great in those four games. But could he keep it up for the full season? Probably. But I have to do some, some you know, guesswork there. Um, and his his freshman year was really good, but he didn't hit the actual uh, like breakout numbers that that I'm looking for um, to consider it a breakout. And if you don't hit those breakout numbers, your your odds of making the NFL uh, drop drastically. So I'd say my ranking is is definitely on the confidence of how good he is because the players ahead of him, I am more confident that they will be good NFL players compared to his profile. Back is bomb. <laughs> Back is bomb. Any, anything, anything else, gentlemen, any, any questions that I forgot to ask? So what, one thing I'll add I think we didn't talk about is I think it's important to, so this data is not publicly available. And so it's really hard to, to distill it into what, what, what um, it compares like and what it looks like, but it's behind paywalls. A lot of people have access to it, but I would like to point out that, that um, Jalen Waddle had one of the, the best yards per round run seasons and careers of all time. Just, just saying he, he's really efficient in yards per round too. Was that this year? Uh, this year, his freshman year, his total his career, I think he's ninth overall in the last eight years. His freshman year, too? Oh, yeah. He, he, mm. uh, he, so the data's behind a paywall, to be fair, right? Like, so we, it's hard to still exactly like what, what this looks like in context, but, um, he, his yards per route run as a true freshman was 3.58, which was 1.57 yards above Alabama's average. Um, which is fantastic in context. Like that, that's really, really impressive. Um, his yards per route run in total is 3.6 um, overall. So his, this year was slightly higher um, with over, over the last eight years, I think that ranks ninth um, overall. It's so like, it's not just um, uh, per team pass attempt that he he's succeeding. He's also succeeding in yards per route run, like at a very, very high level. Um, Chris, Chris, what is what, what is yards per route run? What is that metric t- telling us? Um, it's kind of exactly like it, it. It sounds like right. So, how many yards are they accumulating based on the number of routes that they are running um, for their team? And so, it it, it allows us to kind of distill down um, almost a per play. Like how are, how are they performing when they're on the field? So that second year where Rugs was or Ruggs, Wada was not on the field very often. It's hard to it's hard to exactly determine like why that happened, right? Was was Saban showcasing his draft eligible wide receivers, possibly, but I, I I can't I can't make that assumption. I don't know why, but I do know that when Waddle was on the field, he was when he was on the field and running routes, he was extremely successful. Like the, he three point five eight, and then a career average of three point six is really really impressive. Like that, that those are top ten over almost over the last decade. Like those are very, very high level numbers to be hitting um, as any player. So it's a high level efficiency metric that, you know, we don't have all the data for because it's again behind paywalls and it's not tracked, but um, you know, PFF reports a lot of this and it's something that is very interesting in his profile that 
I think is kind of under the radar because we don't have all the data for it. Well, I want to thank you guys for um, doing this kind of impromptu. I thought it would be good to get you two together. You can follow Chris Moxley at Chris Moxley 19. Check a, a look out later this week for Chris's uh, article uh, on campus to Be sure to follow Debbie debate. Um, well, we're going to have all Chris and Jerick. We're going to be a part of the NFL draft, the campus to NFL draft coverage, but we got a lot of stuff going on campus. Can we're calling the Alabama uh, spring game this coming Saturday. So be on the lookout for th- that. Look out for Jarek's uh, player metrics tool. It will give you a good baseline of information on how to, uh, or analytically how you should value these prospects again at campus and follow of course, Jarek at Jarek Backus on Twitter guys. Thanks for, uh, thanks for jumping on. Thanks for putting this together, Felix. Yeah, it was a fun time. All right. Good night, everybody. Good luck. See ya. Intercepted by Eli Apple at the 25, and Apple will go to the ground at the 32, and that's it. Ohio State National Champions for the eighth time as they defeat Oregon 42 to 20. Here's Tua stepping back, loads up, looks long, throws, end zone, touchdown, touchdown Alabama, Devontae Smith, touchdown Alabama. And the Crimson Tide has once again ascended to the top of the college football mountain. Their fifth national championship in nine years. Their 17th overall. And for Watson takes a snap, rolls right, looks to the end zone. Hunter Rippo caught it! Touchdown! 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 With a second left, Watson hits Renfro. And Clemson grabs a 34-31 lead and is one second away from the second national championship in school history. Hill, just in front of his end zone, has a man out there. It is Ranger, and he's off to the races. Nobody will catch him. Freshman. Back up Made the adjustments in the second quarter. Dobbins again, more than 10 yards per carry. He'll add to that. Goodbye. Touchdown, Ohio State. From 52 yards.